uh, <clears throat> uh, I'd like to uh, be on a show with you. Now, that's what I'm going to do for you. Voice is magic. Well, that's not what my wife would say. She'd probably say something else, but a little more derogatory. What's up, world? Uh, I just, you know, I don't know. I don't know. I mean, you know, I, I don't know. They, 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 insert here. Yo. It's a terrible game, bottom line. It's terrible in every way. Graphically, it's terrible. Gameplay is terrible. It's just terrible. Oh, angry Nick mad. That game sucked, and it's gonna suck no matter how many revisions they make, and it just sucked even more because they put a connect with it. Oh, angry Nick mad. Or if there's violence, I'll just laugh and enjoy the fun. Kaz Hazari. Hazari. Kaz Harai. 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 They just kind of got tired of Angry Nick on the first one and said, yeah, I'm gonna pass. Oh, yeah, so I do. It's me, precisely. No. 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 I, I, per- I no. do all my work. No. No, yeah, I'm you guys are so I don't. Cute. Oh, thank you. I try. I mean, let's face it, Mario, and to a lesser extent, Zelda, is what carries Nintendo at this point. Always be radical. I love you, little podcast. You're the bestest thing ever. For the promise of the new Super Smash Brothers and the Zelda game, yes. Will not find a better story presented in any other game genre, in my personal opinion. Like JRPGs have that. They have that story. That's what the entire game felt like. Oh my god, I want to bang my head into a wall. It's a, it's a podcast. Can someone remind me? I thought it was a video game podcast. You're listening to the Game Source Podcast. He's here spiritually? Uh, I guess Angry Nick is here spiritually, but thank goodness he's not here in person. But don't let him hear me say that. Hey, it's Gerald, better known as Yes Level Slips. It's Game Source Podcast 128 at yourgamesource.com, at GameSource on Twitter, and also GameSource on Facebook. And I'm here with the man, the myth, the legend. It's Josh Peterson. What's up, guys? <laughs> We're at third real quickly, but there you go. Um, <laughs> first thing I want to talk about is actually your book. Your book, Josh. It's an awesome book called Vendetta Dark. We reviewed it on our last podcast, number 127. You get a chance, check it out. Um, a lot of great things from that book. Uh, but, you know, I'll let you speak. You're the man. You're the author. It's, it's gotten a lot of, garnered a lot of sales. I'm uh, really happy for your success with the book. So tell us a little, little bit more about Vendetta Dark. Okay, well, I've always been a fan of, you know, it's comic books that involve kind of darker themes to him that whole idea of uh, good versus evil and you know how do you how do you fight something like that and uh that's kind of what i wanted to explore with vendetta dark so it what it was really my attempt to take a you know a comic book style and mix it with a mystery novel and i you know i hope it came out well we'll see what everyone else thinks of it but it's the story basically revolves around a as, you know, a secret society, you have a pharmaceutical company, a detective, a kid who dies and is brought back to life by a compound that basically get, that you know gives him these extraordinary abilities. And it's, you know, there's, there's a lot of, lot of stuff at, at, you know, it's, it's really hard to explain, but there's a lot of stuff at play there. And uh, it's, you know, I'll, I'll, I don't want to give too much away. So I just, I encourage you guys to pick it up and, uh, you know, if you don't like, if you like it, if you don't like it, please leave some comments. Let let me know, and then uh, you can pick it up on Amazon.com, Barnes and Noble. You can pick get it in uh, both ebook formats, Kindle, 
Nook, whatever you prefer. And it's four ninety nine for Nook and fourteen ninety nine in paperback. And if you have Kindle Unlimited, it's actually free. So uh, that's a great deal. It's a great book. Uh, we really, we really wish you the best with uh, everything with the book. And I know you got some things coming down the pipeline as well as far as other books uh, that you like to delve into. And I just wish you the best on that. Uh, it's just you know awesome to see that you know you're thanking everyone out there who's who's purchasing the book. Just you going and taking that step forward and, and taking that extra step and appreciating it. You know the readers uh, for allowing them to, you know, get the opportunity to read your book is just—it's tremendous, and I wish you all the best with that. Yeah, thank you. It's uh, yeah, it's not even really the money I care about. I just as long as people read it and they they like it, that's 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 what counts for me. So you don't mind if someone else asks for your, uh, you know, actually compensation? No, just kidding. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, mon money's nice. You know, it, it doesn't buy yeah. happiness. Buys a lot of cool stuff. <laughs> yes, it does. But uh, don't be surprised if there's a few texts. Hey, man, can I have like ten percent, man? You know, whatnot. So uh, royalties and whatnot. But uh, I did want to talk to you real quickly again about uh, the games of 2015. Uh, it's been a good year so far. A really solid year for video games. Uh, we've had the first half. Uh, we're right now in a little bit of a lull between the first half of games and the second half. They're going to be, you know, pouring out once the uh, holiday 2015 season kicks in. There's going to be some stuff that's going to be pushed back to 2016, but uh, it looks like a really strong strong close of the year. But we've had some good entries so far, uh, most notably Dying Light or In the Blind Forest. All right, we're back. We're back. Okay, yeah, we keep uh, keep dropping out here. Yeah, it's uh, it will be hard to do this for video, edit this video, but audio should come out just fine. But yeah, some of your prospects were for 2015 that you played so far. Uh, you know, like my favorite games of the year. Yep, yep. So far, I know you've dealt uh, quite a bit with Batman, even besides his frustrations. It's a a really uh. Solid game per se. Yeah, yeah. Batman was fun. It it, it did have its frustrations. Uh, you know, there's a lot of stuff I would complain to Rocksteady about, but you know, you, you read all that on the review. As far as other games go, I haven't really played too much. As far as because uh, let's see, I played Borderlands, a Handsome Jack collection, and I did the expansion for Halo, the ODST expansion. Both of those are pretty solid. And then. Uh, yeah, that's. I think that's just about all I played right now. Well, I know Ori and the Blind Forest is getting a lot of good feedback. I know Bloodborne as well. Dying Light was a pretty strong entry uh, at the beginning of the year. Uh, but for me, it's been The Witcher 3, uh, which has really been a solid 100-hour-plus uh, time-killing experience. Um, you know, just all the stuff that you can do. Um, there are some rudimentary things that... that uh, Unfortunately, you do have to experience, but for there's a lot of side quests that are really worth your while, um, and then a main quest, so it's pretty solid. Um, 
uh, just basically the world itself, just going in there and doing all different things, uh, makes it for a very, very interesting game and a strong contender later this year. Um, obviously, like I said, Orient the Blind Forest, uh, Bloodborne, which should get some love later on, hopefully as well, even though that's an excruciatingly, excruciatingly hard and difficult game. Um, it does give you something that you were saying uh, that doesn't give you in the Batman games, and that is once you finally overcome a challenge, uh, it definitely makes it worth your while. And you become you, you have that sense of accomplishment that you don't get all the time from these uh, very challenging and complex games. Um, I know with Batman, the, you're saying that one of, that's one of the flaws is just that it, there's a lot of challenges, but unfortunately they don't give you that sense of completion once you actually do overcome them. Is that correct? Yeah, I mean, they have, it, most, most, you know, a lot of people like to skip the side quests in games, and the hardest part about Batman is the fact that you have to do the side quests in order to do a lot of the game, because you have to level up your, your, you know, your skills and your abilities, and, you know, you get, start to do some of these side quests, and they're, you know, they're nearly impossible, because they're throwing, like, five different enemy types at you, and, you know, there's, each of them has to be taken down a certain way, so it's hard to do all of that when you're being bombarded by all these different types of, you know, you got guys with tasers, guys with shields, big guys, you have the gun, you're being shot at. It's just, you know, it's no, I don't mind. It's not that I don't mind a challenging game, just, you know, make it beatable. And then, cause in the end you have to complete all of the side quests to get the, the satisfying ending. I mean, a lot of people just go on YouTube and look at it, but you know, it doesn't really give you the satisfaction as earning it. But that you know, that was really my biggest problem with Batman. Was there too much reliance on the Batmobile or or the Bat Tank, as it were? Because you know what I've seen, uh, I've sat down and, and watched a lot of streaming action, and I don't know. To me, it seems like playing the Bat Batmobile or the Bat Tank, even for an extended period of time, seems to get you a little bit out of the Batman experience. Am I wrong in saying that, or or do you like so much of a, a variance? to that extent. Okay, well, I was actually thinking about that, too, because you have these sandbox games. The first Amazing Spider-Man game, I don't know if you played that, the one that was on uh, Xbox 360, but that was spectacular because, you you know, you just swung all over the city, fought enemies, did, you know, did whatever you want to. But if you had the option of driving, like, a, you know, fancy spider car and you can get there, in, you know, three times as fast as you would by swinging, would you want to do that to save time on gameplay? Yeah, that's true. Uh, so it's a good point. It's a double-edged sword, really. So you know the the vehicle, the you know the Batmobile was awesome. It, it really was. It's fun to play with the the battles, but just because it's there, you want to use it. No, definitely, no doubt. Um, that was just my you know my only concern with it with the game. I know, like you said, frustrations aside, I just was wondering. You know, it was, seemed a little bit off the beaten path, and I understand Rocksteady going in that direction. Um, as far as you know, trying to throw a little bit more in there outside of the basic combat that that Batman games uh, lately have been so known for, um, yeah. that and um, you know, like I said, maybe kind of seemed odd that they would add that layer of frustration in the third iteration of the game and not not try to do it sooner. But you know, um, whatever the case may be, it's still a strong game indeed. It's still a very uh, well scored game. If you want to check out uh, Josh's review, it is on our reviews page at yourgamesource.com. But uh, I do want to talk more superheroes uh, in a second. But, you know, the game that you said you were looking forward to the most in 2015 was what? 
Halo Five. I'm I'm excited about it. Absolutely. Uh, you know, are you liking the the split Master Chief and Agent Locke aspect of it, or do you think it's too much focused on Locke, or do you think it's not focused enough? Uh, one way or the other, or, or your thoughts on that, you know, aspect? That's what I'm really waiting to find out because a lot, you know, you you play, the, the side entries are for side characters, you know, ODST, Reach, Halo, I, you can't even say Halo Wars, but those are all for the side characters, so now they're taking, they're taking half of the gameplay away from Master Chief and giving it to Locke, so I'm really curious to see how that's going to play out, plus you have your squad-based uh, combat, and then uh, obviously, you know, there's not, not going to be another ODST game since they have Nathan Fillion playing in this one. It, it's all, there's a lot of different mechanics that play here, and I'm, I really am curious to see how it plays out. I, I could love it, or I could hate it. That's the, that's the exciting part about it for me. Yeah, I no doubt. I, I, I couldn't agree with you more on that end, uh, that end sense. I do hope, for me, No Man's Sky is that PS4 exclusive uh, well, it's also tied into PC as well. Um, that that does get released this year. It's looking more and more like maybe not, but I think we'll know come Gamescom definitively where, what time frame it is coming out. I think that looks like a fascinating game indeed. Um, but for me, other than that, uh, there's still a lot of strong titles, Rise of the Tomb Raider, uh, also as well the, the Gears of War remake, which I I don't know. Uh, I'm a huge Gears of War fan, just like I know, you know, uh, Seventh Valkyrie and also Killer X Wolfar. But I would have been nice if if they've had the whole series that they're trying to sell for sixty dollars, as opposed to just a special version of it at sixty and also a version of it as forty as well for just the first one remastered. Just the whole thing with me, you know. Everybody's doing remasters now. That that's fine. I'm I'm sold with me on certain ones. Um, so, but it just would have been nice if they'd done the whole series, but that, that, that's just me. So, you know, your thoughts on the Gears of War remasters? Yeah, I'm looking forward to playing it. I, I was, you know, like you, I was a little upset they didn't release the rest of the game because that's, you know, Gears of War has always been behind Halo in terms of, you know, what they do with stuff like that. So I'm hoping maybe in the future we can get, you know, two, three, and then Judgment or maybe in a, in a, in a pack together and that way. Because, you know, you have people, with, when Gears of War 4 comes out, you're going to have people jump, people who never played the old ones jumping onto this just because everyone else is playing and all their friends are. Yeah, so, you know, you're going to want to connect the pieces there. Exactly. No, I, I have no doubt about that. Um, I'm also, you know, obviously a huge Uncharted fan, as you can see right there. Um, so the Uncharted collection, seeing how well it looks on the PS4, is obviously of great interest to me as well. And at least, you know, they are doing actually all three games for, for $60, which I commend them for, um, you know, similar to what the, the Halo the Master Chief collection has done as well. Uh, Mario Maker is of great interest to me, to seeing how well that, that's going to come out. Um, just But just some great games are coming out this fall. I look forward to it. Uh, it's going to be another strong year for gaming, I think, as long as there's not too many delays, um, which always inevitably seems to happen. But it definitely looks like a, a good year uh, so far. So Josh and I are saving our saving our pennies right now. So hopefully you will be doing the same as well. Uh, but I do want also before we uh, jet on out of here, we need to talk about it because you know you are our superhero expert here at yourgamesource.com. Um, Got to talk Ant Man. 
um, and see where it fits in in the Marvel Universe as far as from both a, a you know, critical standpoint, but also as well from a financial standpoint and whether, uh, as you and I were talking to earlier before we started the show, is, from a, is it foreshadowing for the future? So uh, before I go ahead with my thoughts on Ant-Man, uh, I definitely want to hear what you have to say in regards to, to Paul Rudd and Ant-Man. I thought the movie was fantastic because I, I, I went in not knowing what to expect from it because, you know, you have movies like Paul – anything with Paul Rudd is, is you know, it's either going to be good or it's going to be bad. So I, it, it blew, blew away my expectations. They I think – I'm really curious now to see what the original draft would have been like with that Edgar Wright made. But I think that a lot of people don't like it because it's not what they were expecting it to be. They're expecting, you know, this huge superhero romp like all the other films are. But this one was more, you know, it was more like is is a heist movie about with a super, using a superhero. And I think the fact that, you know, they 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 did a little fan fan appeasement by having them, you know, that whole fight sequence with the Falcon. And I, did you watch the the scenes after the credits? Uh, yes, I did. Yes, I did indeed. So they do that whole tie-in to the neck to Civil War, and uh, so you know that 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 was, that was interesting to me. I and, and the Wasp. Oh, spoilers! Spoilers! Oh. Sorry, getting into spoilers. Yeah, we're bad at that. <laughs> it, I I liked it. I enjoyed it. I don't. You know, the the critics were really hard on it, but you know, you can't forget that a lot of these people are the same people who said that Hayden Christensen would make a good Anakin Skywalker. So you have to, uh, you know take what they say with a grain of salt. I actually, from the standpoint that you were talking about, uh, actually, you know, thought, think strongly of the film. Um, I, I really enjoyed the film. I know my wife was with me, was, uh, you know, did not want to really go see the film because she thought it was going to be the superhero, you know, fest that, that she has been, come, you know, been, been used to, especially because my daughters are such huge Marvel fans. And and so used to the big blockbuster explosion, save the galaxy, save the world, you know, superhero type format. She liked this uh, change of pace, and and as did I. I really thought it was uh, kind of neat where it fits in in the universe. Um, but I'm seeing the actual returns from a financial standpoint, and maybe it's just a familiarity with the character, but maybe it's a foreshadowing of what's to come uh, for superhero movies as a whole. Is Ant-Man's success or, I don't want to say lack of success because it's, it's still number one at the box office, but the numbers are not as big for, for Ant-Man. In fact, this, the numbers, the only Marvel and the Marvel Cinematic Universe since 2008 uh, that have come closer is The Incredible Hulk. Um, so do you think this is a foreshadowing of the future for, for superhero franchises as a whole and that maybe fans are starting to, and moviegoers are starting to, fatigue a little bit, get a little bit weary, a little bit tired. Maybe not as the hardcore superhero fans, but maybe from the general standpoint, the general public out there, which in turn will, as I always say, the general public is always the determining factor in what makes a hit or not. Yeah, that was actually one of the things I enjoyed about the movie was the fact that it was, you know, it was a different pace. It wasn't, for people who are getting fatigued at superhero movies, this this was you know it, it still took the concept of a superhero but put them into a different environment, and I think people 
There is uh, no doubt, no question about it, especially with the Batman vs. Superman Suicide Squad. You got DC's huge slate coming up and more Marvel movies. I think people are getting a little burnt out, so they need to try to find ways to keep it fresh. Keep You know, you can't just have a movie where it's... Like, like Avengers Age of Ultron loved it, but it, it really... There wasn't much substance to it. It's just explosions, people getting beat up, robots flying everywhere. There wasn't... That, that's the kind of movie that people are going to get burnt out on really quick if you keep doing the same formula over and over again. So is there, su- is there a fatigue of superhero movies? Yes. So they just they need to find ways to keep it fresh if they want to keep people to go, you know, keep going to see these movies. And that, if that means not alluding to the, you know, the larger the universe that they're trying to build, then so be it. It's just, you know, it's a little sac- small sacrifices. I think the determination will be with Civil War. If Civil War does not open as strong as they, they hope or anticipate, and it does not become the... Well, it's hard. It's difficult to say because Captain America movies have done... Um, they're sandwiching Thor as far as their success worldwide, um, as far as being in that 400 to 700 million plateau, according to Box Office Mojo. Um if Captain, you know, the Civil War is going to contain all, you know, so many different superheroes, including Iron Man has got a lengthy uh, been in it, and and obviously Black Widow and many others are going to be a part of it as well. Um, so it's not just a Captain America movie per se. Um, it's almost like a a Avengers dash A type type of film. So maybe the expectations, I believe, are going to be a little bit higher uh, because of that. And for, for me, the, the, if the financial expectations uh, aren't matched, I think that's going to be a strong indicator for that audiences are just beginning to a little bit tire out uh, and need to recharge uh, on the superhero franchises. Yeah, definitely. And you have, with uh, Captain America, the, the uh, Civil War, you have, there is a lot of expectations, but even the thing, the thing Marvel's kind of dug a hole for themselves, because even if these movies don't, you know, pay out financially. They still, they've already announced all these movies that they're putting in into production. So they have to finish them anyways. So the, the trick now is to just show us something new. Like my fear, I love the, the last Captain America because it, you know, it's like that old, it's like a spy movie. That was the, that was really good. And then they, now they're taking Captain America and basically turning it into another Avengers film. So that's my big fear is that's just going to be all of our favorite heroes, you know, beating the crap out of each other instead of, you know, giving us, a story, something, something interesting. Well, and and from that aspect, I mean, is, will the Civil War itself uh, be something that fans want to see, uh, or is it something that that they just don't really want to see the, you know, the infighting that that the comic books have made so famous? Um, and that's you know, when you're talking about the comic book audience and you're talking about the movie audience, uh, when when it's said that they're segmented and they're different. And they should be approached to differently. Uh, that's, you know, I think that next year when the Civil War comes out, that might be uh, one determination of, of how you should approach it. Because, um, you know, where, whereas the, the Civil War might be appealing to the comic book audience, it may not be uh, as appealing to the general audience at large. Am I correct in saying that? or? Oh, I think you're, yeah, completely correct. Because look, at, the Civil War came out in well, 2000s and you had... You know, you have what about fifty years of comic history to go back. So all the readers, you know, they were they are ready for this. But you have the people who are just now getting in 
who don't read comic books, who are all they know about the heroes are what they see in the the Marvel films. So you have, I th- personally, I think it's too soon to do a, a Civil War type story, especially since there's, you know, you have a very small selection of superheroes to to fight each other. I couldn't agree with more. And uh, but it, you know, it's already underway. It's already being filmed, and then uh, I think next year is going to be a key indicator because then you start to have Suicide Squad, you have Batman versus Superman. Uh, and, you, you know, you've got Doctor Strange coming out soon as well. Beyond that, I think there's, there's you know, you, we are going to see some pushback from audiences. I just, it's a question of when. Uh, it's not a question, it's no longer to me a question if, it's a question of when um, one of these, these films is going to really, you know, feel a brunt of it. The Fantastic Four, the Fantastic Four could be the, feel the brunt of it right away because that's, that's coming, uh, you know, next month to, I don't know. I, I, I don't want to say it's coming up to a lot with a lot of hype because it's, to me, in my opinion, it's not coming in with a lot of hype. Your thoughts yeah, on the Fantastic really. Four? Yeah, besides the, you know, the controversy of changing the races of these characters, there's not really been a whole lot of hype about it. I've seen, you know, they have a few trailers. They played a trailer during Ant-Man, but, besides, you know, I don't think people are really excited to see it. It looks cool. I'm excited to see it, but I don't think it got. It's getting the hype that, say, uh, you know, Fox's X Men franchise is getting. And even if there's going to be some more point in time where there's an X Men rub off, uh, that I've heard that's possible for both franchises that they'll work with each other. I don't think that gives the same allure as as you know, let's say the Spider Man Marvel, uh, you know, uh, relationship or or anything of that nature. Uh, I don't think it gives that same type of buzz. Your thoughts on that? Yeah, I don't, the, there's been plenty of cases in the comic books where the X-Men and Fantastic Four fight together, but it's not something that people are really, you know, it, it's not something people like line up for to, you know, f- to buy a comic book of it. It's not, it's not ha- like having the Avengers all fight together on screen. Yeah. I think that's going to be the case. And I think we're, uh, that at some point in time, it could be starting with Fantastic Four that that audiences really start letting uh, these movie companies know that that maybe that they didn't want to push back a, a little bit on on all these superhero releases. So, um, well, any last thoughts before we head on out? You know, more plugs for Vendetta Dark or anything you got coming up uh, coming soon? Your you know, as far as it's concerned. Uh yeah, not at the moment. I I got my next working on another book right now, but I'm still pushing Vendetta Dark. So if it's you know if that sounds like a novel that interests you guys, I would definitely appreciate you know any uh, if you, if you were to pick one up and any feedback you have on it. Uh, yeah. Besides that, that that's that's all I really got. But you said you might be actually sending your thoughts uh, our way that we can post up regarding Ant Man as a whole. Yes, I will elaborate on Ant Man. That's that's I'm working on that right now too. Sweet, and the Guardians of the Geek. I hopefully uh, I know some people have been asking about it, so hopefully that's still uh, coming down. And I know I won't be available, unfortunately, for this next uh, screening per se, this next taping. But uh, I know the Guardians of the Geek. You've got more Guardians uh, willing to uh, guard that geekness, as it were. Correct. We are protecting your subculture one geek at a time. Fair enough. So that means more episodes on the way. That's always great to hear and see. Uh, I know we've, uh, you've gotten some good feedback on that, uh, and uh, we truly appreciate uh, everything you do for, for the site. And also, uh, you want to check out Josh's YouTube as well. 
because uh, the Gorgeous the Geek are there in first run capacity. So we are just the, uh, uh, as far as it's concerned, we get the good, the good love right after he gets to show it and premiere it on his side. We get it right there after as well. So, so if you miss it here, you can go check it out there. If you can go check, you miss it there, go check it. So it's, it's just all this Guardians of Geek love. It's always good to hear oh. and see. So <laughs> exactly. But uh, and then uh, shout out again to my friends Jay and Rob. Uh, hope everything's going well. They're doing a uh, actually a screening probably right about now in Houston uh, for Nintendo Quest. You get a chance uh, check out nintendoquest.com for screening in your area for the rest of this year. And if you don't see one in your area, you can actually get some friends together and request one through tug tugg.com. Uh, if you get over 100 people, then you will actually have uh, a screening of Nintendo Quest in your area, wherever in the country. So uh, I guess that's going to do it for us. If you get a chance, check us out, yourgamesource.com, all the great stuff. We just put up a couple of reviews uh, for Victor Brand and also as well for Lost Dimension. Uh, appreciate Sam uh, and also as well Mr. Aaron, OSU Water Polo, the cheery guy that he is himself uh, for posting those reviews with us. Uh, he also did a couple of great reviews. You can check out on our reviews page as well last week uh, that you need to check out. Uh, you know, we've got other stuff coming on the way from uh, Corey. Uh, I've got also Doug from Metro City Games uh, taking a look at a couple games and hopefully some stuff from Jay and Rob as well. A lot of good things to look forward to. But uh, once again, want to thank Josh for being a part of the program. Um, and, well, any last words? I know you said last words, but any last, last words? Any last, last words? Uh, no, you know, like I said, Vendetta Dark's out now. It's a, available at a number of different places. I would greatly appreciate anyone who picked up a copy of it. Sweet. Give him a shout-out if you have. It's a great read. Uh, that's Vendetta Dark at Amazon and Barnes and & Noble and also for the Kindle and Nook reading devices. So for Josh, the band, the myth, the legend himself, Josh Peterson, this is Gerald, better known as Yes, Elvis Lives. want to thank you for watching and thank you for listening. And it's now Betty by Time for us here at Game Source. Good night. Another beautiful day in paradise. Do you love games, breed games, and bleed games? Then this is the crew for you. If you are interested in editorial, podcasting, live events, and exclusive content, make sure to hit us up at info at yourgamesource.com and become part of a team that is dedicated to delivering all the greatest delays in gaming news and content, all here at yourgamesource.com.